Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till uh. the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2021 Travelers Championship, coming to you from the great Northeast. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful trip from La Jolla, California, up to, uh, I believe it's Massachusetts. Right. I totally just lost yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Keegan's a local. That's right. So up in the Boston, Massachusetts area, so it's going to be an absolute beaut. If you can check out the podcast on Twitter at Always Press DFS, I'm at BD Intric, and my co-host is always on Twitter at dfs golf gods jesse how are you doing man i'm doing well dude how are you good actually good. It's, in, it's in connecticut connecticut that's what it is yeah Hartford. i think boston's yeah. boston's during the fedex that's ah, all the yeah. same right yeah it's all the northeast it's, it's, it's uh once, once the, the people yeah exactly they're, they're gonna be really pissed about that real quick <laughs> it is not yeah <laughs> boston but uh yeah no clam chowder for them so um u.s open that was pretty fun that was really fun. Like I didn't get to watch it live because I was at the ball game. But the beautiful thing I will give golf coverage this much is every night I got to put it on and watch replays while I did work on my computer. And I I watched like the entire final round late last night. It was like John Rahm's a freaking monster. Yeah, his finish there was uh was pretty incredible. You you know it, you you thought that we were gonna have a l- little bit of a tighter leaderboard. Um, about halfway through, you know there was super bunched and then guys just fell apart but uh you know rom did not obviously uh it's a hell of a finish to finish birdie birdie and in the u.s open is pretty incredible i mean i know 18 was playing really really uh easy for a u.s open hole but still you know he still had to make a putt and um, obviously the the bunker shot was insane not easy um and he played it right and gave himself a, a chance at birdie and Come to find out, he needed that party because you know he won by one. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. He played great golf. Um, the favorite took it down, which sometimes sucks, but for like a major, I kind of I don't mind it. It's like, yeah, the big dog should win type right. thing. It's cool. Like, let the favorite lose like this week if you want, or <laughs> at the Palmetto or some shit like right. that. But uh, the U.S. Open leaderboard, I keep, I kind of even joked about it on Friday, seeing the, the names up there. It's kind of a 50 50 big dogs and then some kind of what's going on. But I'm like, this is shaping up. And Saturday, it was really shaping up to be something. Yeah. And then, like you mentioned, like even mid-round Sunday, there's 15 or 16 guys all within striking distance, and it was like 12 of them were the big boys. Like it yeah. was, it was fun. So <clears throat> I, I was, was really looking forward to that. But um, I'm just I'm really pissed I didn't get to fire off my. Uh, I, I had a a tweet that I was really thinking about about Louis and him about you know being like I called him Brooks kept a light or something last week or whatever. Game yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, I was really rooting for Louie to get it done, man. That fucking tee shot on 17, they hits it in the shit. And then 18, same thing. Well, I mean, 18, he made birdie. Yeah, so, I mean, 17, he screwed himself, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think 18, he hits the tee shot down the left, expecting it to cut, didn't cut, ends up to where he really just can't go for it. That's layup. But the tee shot on 17, man, I mean, you just got to blast that to the right and, you know, make yourself a par. Yeah. Still had a chance for, I mean, still had a legitimate chance for par, but – Obviously, making 12, 15 footers all day is not easy, especially oh, at the uh, US, US Open. Open. Yeah, yeah, golf course. Yeah. It's so. not a chance. It, it was just impressive to watch because, like, uh, we get the Birdie Fest. We'll probably have a Birdie Fest this week when we talk about that. But 
you saw I, I love a course like that. We've we've talked about some bad US opens. We're just it's just stupid. But that was literally a course that if you hit good shots, you got rewarded. If you yeah. had bad shots, you paid a penalty. That was yeah. good golf to me. So mm-hmm. and it also kind of proves like that that conversation a while back where like Webb Simpson and those guys said, You don't need to change the golf courses, like you don't have to lengthen them. You just gotta do stuff like this, like given this is a long golf course, don't get me wrong. Right. But the the teeth they put into it, you can put into some other golf courses still. Like yeah. you can do that. And I don't know. It, it could be interesting. I, I enjoyed Tory. It was it was a blast. It's beautiful. It's the golf was great. The big boys love the place, which is all like that's what you wanted a major at least from me. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm with you. I mean, it was a it was definitely a good viewing experience, and you know, I delivered from a perspective of uh, the 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 cream rose to the top as far as the the good golfers were all there in contention at least halfway through the on Sunday, and then yeah, I mean, it was fair. It wasn't easy by any means, but it was uh, uh, it was a fair golf. It was a fair test of golf. I feel like you know, if you hit it in the fairway, you, you can make birdies. If you don't, you know, there's a good chance you're gonna make a bogey. Yep. Like when par is a good score, it's always a good test of golf. So yep. I was I was very very happy with it. And then um, like we could probably spend a whole podcast talking about the U.S. Open, but we won't. I do want to mention though. I know you favorited one of my tweets. I was just in awe on Saturday afternoon on 18. So many guys in two went deep, deep. Like they yeah. were up top and some of those putts trickling down, like Jordan just misses. And then a couple like Usti, I think just missed. There's a couple. Usti made. Oh, Usti made his Rom just missed his. That's what mm-hmm. it was. The touch those guys put on those putts, like to them, they made that look kind of easy. It's, they still made it look tough. Like if you or I get behind that ball, <laughs> I put money on if, if, if five, let's just say 10 listeners of this show, I don't care who you, how good you are to golf. If you, had to put make that putt 30 or four go in the water yeah like it, you're you're flying down that, that hill I that was that. that was wild yeah so. and then and then maybe uh you know three or four don't even get to the ridge there oh because they're scared yeah. yeah it's a scared putt totally <laughs> i mean it it takes you know these guys are it's just insane how good professional yeah. golfers are um but yeah it was uh dude, it was it was a great golf tournament i mean you had a guy like uh, richard bland mm-hmm. 36 hole leader Unfortunately, fell apart on the weekend. Um, he has somebody on Saturday, man. For, hey, Henley, dude, missed five straight cuts. Yep. He comes up out of nowhere. Or no, no, it was Mackenzie Hughes missed five he, straight cuts. Hughes, yeah. Comes out of nowhere. Henley, pretty much out of nowhere, never had a top 10, and he missed that little short fucking two-footer there on 18 to get inside, to stay inside the top 10. Did you hear what Azinger said? What? When he missed that putt, he's like, oh, boy, that's going to cost him a lot of money right yeah. there. He's going to be so mad when he goes back and sees that one. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I think he knew it at the time. But, yeah, because yeah. isn't top 10 like it locked into the Open next year or something? And, and some... I think it gets you an exemption in the Masters yeah, and probably the, the British Open or yeah. the Open Championship. I mean, there's a lot of parts come along with, with being inside the top 10 of the uh, U.S. Open there. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so that was – that was, We I'll didn't talk about Bryson. Oh, well, first off, F. Bryson for being a pansy. If the stories are true, who knows? But there was a lot of stories. So it's almost like when there's smoke, there's fire somewhere. When the USGA asked Bryson if he wanted to pair up with Brooks, and he said no. Like that's – you better find a better excuse besides just no, I don't want to type thing. Like you better do something. But, um, yeah, he – at first, like I'm watching the the app at the game, and I'm like, oh, Bryson's making a charge. Oh, crap. And then all of a sudden I open it up. After, his, after nine holes. Then I open it up and I see he's nowhere near. To be, I got to scroll to find him, and I'm like, I saw the the shot tractor. Finished T26. I mean, he shot 44 on the back and, and included an eight. 
Um, I, I guess the dude who ran out, uh, I think it was on 13 or 14 and, uh, the, the streaker guy who ran out and hit him a couple shots and then, uh, got tackled just, uh, got Shook in his him. head. I don't know. <laughs> Shook him. It's so bizarre, man. There's a lot of real estate in that head. Apparently you, so, you guys uh, out there in California are wild. I, I don't even know what brings someone to streak, dude. Like I've, well, I've wasn't naked. a lot. Have you seen the videos? No, I haven't. Yeah, there's vi- there's videos that I mean they may, they might not still be available out there. He wasn't naked by any means, but he ran out. He had a golf club. He had two golf balls. He throws it both golf balls down. He takes a swing. Got a good swing. This is the same guy apparently who shot 108 at a Monday qualifier for the Corn Ferry Tour not too long ago. He's a YouTuber, um, so it was a publicity stunt. 100. Oh, okay, but gotcha, gotcha. He. He how do you get a golf couple, club in? How do you get a golf club in the, in the like, course? These are the questions that need to be answered. <laughs> I've got. I've, I went to the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. And the security was like the craziest thing I've ever seen for a golf tournament. Well, don't how they figure out? Maybe he came up the side of the hill, yeah. but I mean, like it, <laughs> he's one of the pair sellers <laughs> from the beach. Maybe you know yeah. who knows, but he's got him a golf club. He throws him down a golf ball, takes a swing, and hits it like out into the middle of nowhere, and then hits another one and dances around a little bit, and then that's amazing. Yeah, it was bizarre. Bizarre. I'm going to have to look into I'm going to have to check that out because I saw a streaker and I assumed, you know, he got a naked guy running down the fairway. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, oh. the, the, like Bones had a great description of it, exactly how it happened. Everybody was thinking, oh, you know, he said, because he said the guy had a club and two balls. And they're like thinking, oh. like, oh, you know, the guy's naked. Yeah. No, not naked. He literally had two club, a club and two balls, throws him down, <laughs> knocks, and like, just weird. Oh, that's weird great. Shit. That's great. Yeah. California does have a lot of weirdos. I, I, I will let you guys have that. I've lived here my whole life and it's, Certain areas you go to, you're just like, oh, how do we even share the same zip codes? It's, right. It is pretty wild. But, yeah, that's California for you. But, yeah, great golf tournament. Lots of fun. Hope people enjoyed it. Uh, hope people made some money. It was Some of the cuts were tilting, but that's the U.S. Open. You, you knew yeah. it going into it. There was going to be some like, well, okay, lastly, Hovland having to withdraw because he gets sand in his eye from a practice bunker. Never even imagined something like this before. So there was from – I was actually on the golf course – Friday evening and did not. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good point too. But yeah. the guy yeah. who made the YouTube P- comment there, Poulter, Poulter had, had to. Had to <laughs> go, you go ahead. I know. As if Poulter had to back off a tee shot because of a cloud of weed smoke. Yeah, that is California for sure. Yeah, but I, I didn't know what happened with Hovland. Like I was on, like I said, I was on the golf course. Then I started getting seeing text messages about Hovland because I played him, and mm-hmm. of course the one lineup that fucking mattered. I played him in it and. They said he withdrew. So it happened before. Like I figured it happened on the golf course because he, he he showed it. They had a he tweeted out a picture with himself with a patch on his yeah, eye. Yeah, patch on that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, he, and there, there's a tweet with that, and then he has a big like a two notes thing, and he talked about using the practice bunker before his round, and got a fleck of San Diego beach or sand or something in his eyes. What he called it, and he thought he could wash it out and be fine, and it irritated him for a bit. But he thought he got rid of it, and by like the eighth hole, he could barely see out of his eye. And when he bogeyed like three in a row, he's like, I got to go. Like, I can't see anymore. So they mm-hmm. had to go. And yeah, I'd never heard anything like that in my life. That, that makes me want to like, makes me want to put like safety goggles in my golf bag from now on. It's like freaking bananas. Ridiculous. Yeah. So I don't know. At first, I thought it was just because he was trunk slamming because I didn't know what happened. And then, I saw too. Yeah, and I saw the post. I was like, oh, okay. Makes more sense. Maybe that's why he was trunk slamming to be to begin with. And he was popular. He's very popular. But okay, enough's enough. Like I said, we could do this all day with the US Open. Let's talk Travelers Championship. And it's a very loaded field for the week after a major, Jesse. So yeah. why don't you give us some past event history on this one and uh, 
tell us about all the birdies. I'm super surprised how good of a, a uh, field this is, especially going from literally like coast to like tip. To I mean, tip. like almost as far <laughs> as you can fly, yeah, yeah. And, and still be in the continental United States. Uh, last year, DJ was the champion, 19 under one shot over Streelman. 2019, Ches Reeve, 17 under four shots over uh, Bradley and and Zach Sucher. Uh, 2018 was Bubba's third win, 17 under three shots over Casey Sink. Holmes, Bo Hostler. 2017 was the Jordan Spieth chip in from the bunker in a playoff. 12 under over De- uh, Daniel Berger. Uh, Russell Knox was the 2016 champion. 14 under one shot over Jerry Kelly. Like I said, Bubba's won this three times. Kevin Stroman's a past champion. Leishman's a past champion. Stuart Sinks actually won this twice. I don't know if it's at the same place, but um, it might be. And, and Mickelson actually has won this back-to-back in 2002 to 2001. Um, and he's in the field. There's some names you mentioned there that are Pete Dye specialists, and that comes into play because we had a Pete Dye golf course, TPC yep. River Highlands. You know, Sink already won at Heritage this year, Pete Dye golf course, a couple of W's. Um, you mentioned Bubba. He loves these kind of golf courses, so you got that going for you. There is going to be a trend. You'll hear that all week like we talk about, but you hear it a lot because it usually pans out is the weird part about it. Um, it's a short par, uh, par 70, 6,841 yards. It's the second shortest course on tour behind Pebble Beach. But obviously, on like Pebble Beach, which is relatively wide open, and your biggest defense is the ocean breeze. This is a um, a Pete Dye design, so it's uh, you have to hit your golf shots in the right spots to get your approach game. Once an approach game golf course, and you got to run hot with the putter. It's a bent grass poa mix, and it runs a little faster than it used to, but still very gettable. Um, the fairways are very wide, very like they're one of the easier ones to hit on tour. They're tree lined, so if you really start spraying stuff, you're in trouble. But for the most part, you're you're going to be fine there. Um, there's two par fours that are shorter than 400 yards part. The 15th is 296. Most guys go for the green in one on that one. Not a whole lot of water on the course. So you're good to go there. Um, par four scoring. They say it's one of the easiest golf courses on tour to birdie par fours. Like it's like a lights out par four again, goes back to the approach game. You, you can be a bomber, be successful. You saw DJ, but a lot of those names Jesse mentioned aren't really the bomber types. It's that second shot coming in. And then you get the short game working. So hot putter week is what it sounds like to me, Jesse. What do you like in here? That's great. It's always fun. <laughs> it's very predictable to know who's going to putt the best. Um, yep. Look at a lot of just, you know, birdie fest uh, type of uh, stats, greens and regulation, uh, you know, stroke, stroke scan approach, um, plenty of course history. So that's there. And I obviously re- re- wait uh, like birdie or better versus, you know, bogey avoidance. Um, you got to go low here. So, yeah, I'm with you. Go low, make it happen. Fan share is not updated, so I can't give you an update there, but I do go to them every Wednesday night to check out ownership and help me make some pivots. And this is going to be a great week for pivots. Just making my list of players, a lot of guys in similar price ranges. So you can uh, make some pivots and make it happen because birdie fest, hot putter weeks, avoid the chalk is the way I, I look at this one. And there's going to be a lot of chalk. So let's get in to the DK. Uh, pricing on this one, 10K and above. The defending champion, Dustin Johnson's 11-4. You got Bryson 11-1, Brooks 10-7, Cantley 10-4, Reed 10,000. Maybe we'll get Brooks Bryson here. Good. It's entirely possible. I'm, I'm here for it. I'm what you. do you like in this range? I mean, obviously, Dustin Johnson, 11,400, uh, defending champion. Um, surprised he's playing. He's got two straight top 20s which is for him is not great. He, I mean, DJ's game is just in a weird place. I feel like, cause he, he finished 10th last week and was, or 19th, excuse me. Um, 10th the week before at the Palmetto. 
and it didn't really play bad at all. I mean, 71, 73, 68, 74 for him. So, you know, three over on the, on, on Sunday to kind of fall back a little bit, but didn't get any airtime hardly at all. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know how much I really want to play DJ. Uh, Bryson, 11,100. I mean, I think he's super playable this week. I don't like to say that a lot, but sixth, eighth, and ninth in his last three starts at this golf tournament. So three straight top tens. Now, obviously, the 26th at the U.S. Open is going to skew things a little bit. But, again, he shot 44 on the backside. He was leading after nine holes, playing well, and then just shit hit the fan for him. Um, I mean, he literally was hitting it like just straight into crowds. I don't know if you noticed that or not, but yeah, he was hitting it where he wanted to for his approach shot. I mean, yeah. crazy. I mean, and just aiming for the rough sometimes and just hitting it right in the rough. Anyways, that, that's what he was doing. Um, can't lay it 10, four. I think he's, you know, playable as well. 11th, 15th, 15th in his last three starts at this golf tournament, 15th place finish the U S open won the Memorial quite obvious to me that he's playing pretty good golf. I think he'll be popular. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just not in love with any of these guys above 10K. I don't know how much I'll really be up here. Uh, but those are the three I would like kind of focus on. I think Brooks is okay. But, you know, again, Brooks just doesn't give a shit outside of majors. Um, he's played this golf course four times, nothing better than ninth. And that was back in 2016 when he actually probably gave a shit because he didn't have millions of dollars at, the time, at that time. But, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, are you playing Patrick Reed this week? If I'm up here, he's on my list, but I'm probably not going to be up here. It's one of those weeks, like the previous Birdie Fest type weeks. I'll take nine K and below, and I'll take, I'll load up on like two or three nine K guys and, and kind of build from there. Um, I, I like DJ. If he wants this, he'll take it type thing. He's that good. Like you said at Palmetto, he had signs where he's actually pretty decent. And even at the Open on Friday, he was outside the cut line, and then like he just tore it up his last three or four holes. So the game's there. It's just not consistent yet. It's just a matter of if he gets it to be consistent, he's pretty good. A lot of these guys might be playing this event to uh, head over the pond after this because the US Open, uh, the uh, British Open is in three weeks. So they might you know, take a week off, play around, like what is it, the Irish or Scottish Open, and then play um, the Open Championship. So maybe that's why they decided to come up here, get one more round, one more tournament in, and then head that way. But uh, DJ I like and Reed I like if I'm up here. That's pretty much where I'm at. Bryson, he, he's finished great here, like you said. I just always wonder about him. If he's just trying to crush it everywhere, it's not as big of an advantage, I'd say, on this course. It is, obviously. It's always an advantage to have a wedge in your hand. I'm not going to deny that. But if it's not a length course, like shorter guys can still succeed here, is it going to separate from the field as much? That's the question I have with, with Bryson. But if he's on, sure. Like I, I don't blame you if you want to play him. I'm going to avoid this range, though, and I'm going to head to the 9K range. we got Casey at 99, Scheffler 96, Streelman, Kevin Streelman, folks, I did not stutter, is $9,400. He is a defending champion, like Jesse said, and he's been playing great of late, but still a bit much for me. Wolf's 93, Finau 92, Answer 91, and Neiman is 9,000. So where do you look at in this 9K range? Let's start with Paul Casey at 9,900. Yeah. He um, had a really good weekend, 67, 70 over the weekend, uh, finished seventh. Before that, the PJ Championship, he was fourth. Wish I would have played last week. Um, he's got a pretty good track record around here, 32nd, 5th, 2nd, 5th in his last four starts, and another second-place finish back in 2015. So very, very good uh, track record um, at this golf course. Streelman at 9,400. I feel like most people won't want to pay for him. He is a past champion, like we talked about, finished second last year here, uh, and has played really solid of late. Um, 15th last week, 13th Memorial. Uh, if you go back to the PGA Championship, 8th there, 20th of the Charles Schwab Challenge in between. I mean, 
basically four straight top twenties for Kevin Stroman, ninety four hundred bucks. Matthew Wolf, ninety three hundred. Two straight missed cuts here. I just don't know, but I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Like he tore it up he, last week. He after did doing nothing forever. Well, apparently he'd been taking time off, I guess, to get his mental health together or something. Oh, good for him if that's the case. I yeah, that's, that's what I kind of took from his press conference. Now, he did also say that one thing that was really, really odd to me, that professional athletes go through a lot more difficult stuff than just normal people. It's a bold statement. I'm, yeah. not, say, I'm not saying they don't have issues, but that's a bold statement. I'd like to, I'd like to give up my day job to go play professional <laughs> sports. I'm not, I'd like to give it a try. I really would, and see oh, and you both. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm sure. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not I'm saying sure he they, doesn't. But they wow. go through shit, whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, dude, I like, get heckled at work too. Let's uh, <laughs> let's look at the grand scheme. I mean, Wolf is GPP only, obviously, with the two straight missed cuts coming in here uh, at this golf course. Uh, the 15th place finish last week, um, and he hadn't played before that in between the U.S. Open and the Masters, where he was DQ'd out of the Masters withdrew from the work day. I mean, it's just, it was just a clusterfuck for him there. So I get why he took time off maybe, and maybe got his head on straight. Um, he looked obviously a lot better, uh, last week. Uh, and then Bubba, well, no, that's 8,900. I'm skipping ahead. I'm sorry. That's all I got. Those no three problem. guys. I love Casey. He's like, I'm afraid yeah. he's going to be chalky. Dude, he's going to be, but I think you just got to, I think he's great shock. Like we talked about even last week that he'd be chalky and he, he followed it up. He's playing such great golf right now. Like phenomenal golf. T7 at the US Open, six at the European Open, T4 at the PGA, Valspar. It's like a correlating course to Valspar to some. And we've seen him win there twice, finish 21st, fifth of the players. Like the dude is playing lights out golf. If uh, if he fails, he fails like a short course pebble, T5. We've seen him win at pebble. Or, no, he ran up, runner up to fill that one year when, when it got dark. Like anything can happen in golf, but the way he is playing golf right now at $9,800. I don't see what separates him a ton from some of those guys in 10 K range. Yeah. Like I really don't. So it's harder to pay for that when I can get Casey and get some more guys. That's just some chalk. I feel like eating unless it's like insane, like 35, 40% chalk, which I doubt we'll see. I think he has got to play Paul Casey. It's just one of those that I'll, I'll suck it up. Uh, Scheffler is intriguing to me. Scheffler is very intriguing because if it's a birdie fest, we know Scotty Scheffler can go on birdie fest. Even if he gets like, he can go on runs a plenty. So I think Scotty Scheffler at 96 gets overlooked in a lot of tournaments. I think he's very, very much in play this week. I don't disagree with your Streelman takes because I saw the price and the first thing I did, I'm like, what? I think a lot of people are going to do that, like you said, and you might get him really low owned. It's still very tough to stomach even clicking the button to put him in at $9,400. <laughs> but if you like the other pieces, like if you're playing Paul Casey, you can play Streelman and you're already going to be freaking ahead of the field probably being different that, that way. So it's an angle. Not sure that's the way you want to be different. But I get it. Like the the form's good, the history's good. You can go there. Uh, the other guy I'm really looking at this week is Abraham Answer. He's coming in in some very poor form, very poor. Miscut, miscut in his last two events. But prior to that, was playing great golf. 14th at the Schwab, eighth at PGA, second Wells Fargo, fifth at Valspar, and he loves Pete Dye golf courses. Loves them. He failed us at the match play. We will never forget that he failed us big time. But he loves uh, Pete Dye golf courses. So Answer at 91, I think, is a nice guy that I'm hoping people. Leave alone because of the issues the last few weeks. Plus, you got Fina, who everybody loves, $100 more than him. And Neiman's already getting talked about a lot right below him. So I like to answer at 91 to go with Casey in this range. 8K range. You got Bubba at 89, who's going to be probably popular as well. Harmon at 88. Smith, 87. Hoffman, 86. Kim, Siwoom, 85. Justin Rose, 8400 bucks. 
Henley, 83. English, 82. Leash, 81. Leash is pretty cheap. And then Adam Scott, 8K. I love this range, and I have a lot of questions in this range. Yeah. So who do you like first? Start with Bubba at 89. Like you said, I, I do think he'll be popular. Obviously, three-time champion um, of this event. And it, it, when Bubba like gets on tracks that he likes, he can, he can go really low. He actually... You know, he had a really good Friday round to put him in, put himself in contention and just absolutely had a terrible weekend, uh, 77, 76 over the weekend um, at the U.S. Open. So I think a great pivot off of him is Brian Harmon, 8,800 bucks. Um, miscut last year at this event, but eighth, sixth in the two years previous to that and uh, made the cut at the U.S. Open, finished 19th, eighth the week before that at the Charles Schwab. Um, he did miss the cut to PJ Championship, but before that, 18th, 13th, 12th, 3rd. I mean, just playing really, really solid golf. Charlie Hoffman, 8,600. I think he's fine as well. Um, I, I like Siwoo. I, I'm sure Mayo will be on him, so it might bump him up a little bit. But no, 11th year. Never. <laughs> 11th here last year. Um, missed cut the year before that. And then 26th, 25th in the two years that he played prior to that. He didn't make the cut last week at the U.S. Open. And then also finished, finished 40th. but And then finished ninth at the Memorial. So, Got some pretty decent form coming in. Henley's interesting, man. I feel like when Henley gets hot, yeah, like he just gets runs. hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look kind of back, you know, thirteenth place obviously last week, but missed the cut the Memorial. Before that, he was he made two cuts in a row, not great, but missed the cut the Valspar. Ninth and third at the Honda Classic, missed cut. Thirty eighth, thirtieth, missed cut. Eleventh at the Sony Open way back in January. I mean. I don't know. Like his 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 course history is not wonderful. Thirty second miscut, sixth, eleventh, the sixth place finish there gives me a little bit more hope. Uh be interesting to see how highly touted he is, and that's kind of where I'm at in this range. Yeah, Bubba's I think a really good play. I, I'm with you. But unlike Casey, I really don't want to play a chalk Bubba. There's a difference yeah. there. So I'm in on Bubba if he comes in, even if it's like fifteen percent, I'll I'll probably play some. But I don't want to I I, I can foresee this being closer to twenty percent range. And that gets a little steep for me. I love the Brian Harmon call. I, I always love playing Brian Harmon. Um, he's even been better on longer courses, but I've, I've like short courses like this. I almost plug him in automatically. He's a grinder. He's actually played well on Pete Dye. He, WGC is an example, but he played well on Pete Dye courses in general. And his overall game, like you mentioned, running down his, his recent finishes, he's playing great golf, like really, really good golf, even at a decent U.S. Open. So Harmon and 88 are like quite a bit this week. Hoffman's a great play. If you're talking about irons uh, and, and approach game, still one of the best in the game. So Hopping at 86, very, very strong. A, a guy that I love, and I was all in on him last week, and he, he came through on Sunday, finished third, is Harris English. The dude has figured it out after that funk. Like, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I, I thought of you the whole time. Yep. I loved him last week, because and no one played him, like I said, because they don't see him. He's not a long hitter, and I get it. But last week proved U.S. Open style. There was a lot of non-long hitters that were contending last week, because par is a good score. You don't have to be getting eagles and birdies all the time. So um, English is uh, at 82. I like a lot this week. My question for you, because you already talked about Henley, and I'm kind of curious on him there, seeing ownership and everything. Like, do people think after kind of the quote-unquote collapse on Sunday, is he not, you know, focused or whatever? But Leishman's kind of cheap, different kind of course for him. But Adam Scott at 8,000, Jesse. Like, this is an interesting play. Yeah, I mean – Adam Scott, especially at that price, is is always kind of live for me. But I don't know, man. I I've kind of just backed off of playing Adam Scott because he's just wears me the fuck out watching him miss five footers all day. Um, yeah. I would much rather play Leishman, especially with his yeah. course history. He's played this place a lot and made a lot of cuts, and so 
I'd rather go sure. that route. Justin Rose is the new Adam Scott. So it's so much fun. Dude, I can't believe how bad he played last week. Yeah. And that but the problem is, similar to Adam Scott, he can come out and win it this week and be like, Of course. Yeah. Of course. It's Justin freaking Rose. This is what yeah, he does. And he'll go and miss five straight cuts after this. That's just mm-hmm. what he's gonna do. So enjoy embrace the the chaos. Um seventy five to seventy nine hundred dollars. You got Higo, Bradley, Homa, Phil, Molinari, Francesco, that is. Burns, Tringale, Redmond, HV3, Jason Day, Kevin Na. What do you like in this range? Uh, start up top with uh, Keegan and, and Higo both. I think they're both playable. Keegan, obviously from the area or, or around here anyways, he's a northeastern guy. Um, he did miss the cut his last time out to Memorial, but he was playing pretty well before that, 17th, 18th, 2nd, and his three starts before the Memorial. Uh, he did miss the cut here last year, but before that he finished 2nd. Um, has an eighth place finish in there too, uh, and then you know Higo obviously coming off the the win, he did miss the cut at the U.S. Open, but I, I think he's very playable. He's never played here. Franny, man, I think Franny's super interesting at seventy seven hundred. So he's made three straight cuts here, which he hasn't played here since two thousand nineteen. Uh, but either way, he's made the cut in all three of his appearances. It's out of nowhere, thirteenth place finish at the U.S. Open last week. I mean. 68, 76, 69, 71. That's really good. Um, and he was not owned at all whatsoever. Sam Burns at 7,700. Two straight made cuts at this course. I uh, did miss the cut at the U.S. Open. Not a, I'm not really super worried about that. Um, but he seems to like this place well enough. And then Doc Redman at 7,600. He finished 11th here last year. Coming off the second place finish at the Palmetto. Seems to be pretty hot right now, so... That's just where spe- I'm at. We know a special someone that'll be on him then. Um, Higo and, and Bradley both at 79. I like him quite a bit. Bradley, I think he'll be quite popular because of the local narrative. He's played great here, and he's coming in in pretty good form. So I, I don't mind Bradley. Higo, I'm, I'm hoping, comes in lower own. Probably won't, but I think he's a very, very good play at a course like this. Um, the other guys I, I'm thinking, because the 7K range, especially the bottom 7K, there's a lot of interesting plays where you can definitely go with uh, some ownership plays. But Cameron Tringali at 76, I think he's going to go virtually unowned. Let's not forget he was like 10K not too long ago, which was crazy to begin with. We don't get into that part of it. But he was he was playing great golf, 13th at the Honda, 9th at Valero, 3rd at Valspar, then back-to-back missed cuts at the Wells Fargo and the PGA, then he went 32nd, 26th. Now he's $7,600. He's priced like reasonably now. So I, I have no problem going to Tringali at 76, at potentially a very low-owned play on this one. And then um, the other ones I don't mind. You always have the headache with Kevin Na, but he loves playing Pete Dye courses. He's seventy five hundred bucks. He's one of those guys in the seven K range that could win any golf tournament. So Kevin Na at seventy five, I have circled, and uh, that's it. And for me in the seventy five hundred dollar range, what do you have from seven K to seventy four hundred? Uh, Griot at seventy three hundred. Um, you know he's he's made all four cuts that he's, which is the last four years for him. I mean, not great finishes. Sixtieth, sixtieth does have a nineteenth place finish in two thousand eighteen. 43rd all the way back to 2017 coming off a miscut at the memorial but i think he's playable at 73 still at 72 um kind of trunk slammed on me uh at the u.s open last week i mean he didn't play terrible he shot two over three over i think the cut was what four yeah four so he missed it by one not the end of the world he's played around here plenty of times finished sixth last year um so i will go back to steal at 7200 uh, Guido, I'm just gonna call him Guido. Yep, seventy two hundred. Um, you know he's gonna be popular. Very. I, popular. I know a lot, a lot of the um, 
um, Euro guys who follow that tour year and week in and week out. And, uh, they, they've been on him for a long time. And so they were really happy with his fourth place finish. Got him into the masters. Uh, but at 7,200 bucks, the dude's playing really well right now. I mean, he's never played here, but obviously fourth last week, second, the week before that at the British masters, uh, or the, the month before that, I guess. Um, I think he finished second there to Richard Bland that week. Anyways, uh, Carlos Ortiz, 7,100, your boy. Um, of course, history's not great. Miscut, miscut, 17th miscut. But uh, I think he's he's fine. I mean, this this model likes him well enough. Pat Perez, yep. I'm playing flat bill this week, 7,000. Yep. Now, he does have two straight miscuts at this course. Last time he played here was 2018. Um, but coming off the 10th place finish at the Palmetto. And then my model just absolutely loves – some Kyle Stanley this week at seven thousand dollars. <laughs> I was wondering. Yeah. Um, well, that bottom seven K range is like there's some arguments to be made. So I'll get there in a minute. But Poulter at seventy four, especially in cash, I like Poulter quite a bit. He might not be able to contend high, but he's going to make cuts for you. So I like Poulter at seventy four, Stugoat at seventy three. Yeah, he won the RBC. We talked about two time winner here. I think this fits him very well at seventy three hundred dollars. Uh, what do you think about Ricky Fowler coming and playing good <laughs> golf? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, Ricky at seventy three hundred is <laughs> starting crazy. to get, especially at this golf course now. He's he's, he's not played since two thousand thirteen. He finished thirteenth then and thirteenth in two thousand ten. So, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, at seventy three hundred, it's mm-hmm. it's starting to become. He's cheap. And did you see too where he's going to be a dad in November? Oh boy, yeah, play him. No, <laughs> that's a uh, seventy three hundred dollars for a guy of Ricky's caliber. Like, I'm not saying he's going to go to the Jordan Spieth reclamation project. But he's not this bad either. Like no, he's, he's not. He's, I mean, he's, too good. He, he's not seventy three hundred bucks. He's. No, I would take he's him like eighty three. I would take him over a lot of these guys down here. Yeah. So I, I think Fowler really should be uh, rostered quite a bit this week. So keep that one in mind with Ricky. Uh, I like the Grio call a lot. Love him on short courses. I think it's on a ball strikers course like beautiful for Grio. Like it's always about putting, as you said. But similar to CT Pan at seventy two, he's made three or four straight cuts. Um, he's ba- back in pretty good form. What about a guy? It's a if it's a birdie fest, it's a short course. Uh, RBC Heritage finished top five. Mad McNeely at seventy two can be quite interesting. Yeah, um, I can see that. You mentioned Guido, but okay, seven K. I'm not playing all these guys, obviously, but I just want to bring them up for discussion because this is where I'm going to play ownership in a big, big way. Defending one of the defending champions, Knox at seven K. Another guy, ball striking course. He's actually coming in, in good form. Flat bill at seven K. Like him a lot. But you have Revy, the defending champion. He's back-to-back decent weeks after just being lost completely. It's like if you like Franny, you almost kind of have to like Revy a little bit. I can see it's that, a, yeah. It's I a weird combo. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had Stanley written down. And then what if I told you that this golfer – let me let me actually go click on him. i got to scroll here. What if, His recent form, he has an 18th at the Memorial, 14th at Schwab, 44th at PGA, 39th at Byron Nelson, 26th at the Wells Fargo, then a miscut at the Valspar. He had a fifth at the players. He's made like nine of his last 10 cuts. Taylor Gooch is $7,000. Yeah. So the bottom 7K range, like I can make arguments for a lot of these guys over the top 7K range. The, yeah. The, the problem with Gooch, that just one thing on Gooch, he's missed a cut twice here in two starts. Okay. So that's fair. That could be a nice differentiating factor. Yeah. But basically, this bottom 7K range, this is where if I play Block AC, will this play ownership down here all day long? Like I, I have no problem because all these guys you could see. Top 30, top 20 potential. Maybe one of them runs hot. Who knows? I, right. I'm a big fan of that region right there. 
see what happens. 6K range, who stands out to you? Um, Will Gordon at uh, 6,900 from a stats perspective, and also he finished third here last year. So coming off the 14th place finish at the Palmetto. Adam Long, another guy who's had some success um, at this tournament, 24th and 21st. 24th and 21st in his last two starts of this tournament and uh, has made two straight cuts, two straight top 25s, basically 26th at the Memorial. Um, Hank Lebiota, 6,700. Another guy made two cuts in a row at this golf course, uh, has made four in a row on tour. Um, and scrolling on down, for some reason, my model loves Luke Donald. I don't know down. why necessarily, yeah. but it, it does. I'm guessing because of all the damn greens he hit. Mm-hmm. The last two, um, his last two starts where he made the cut 31st and 13th in his last two starts, uh, made the cut last year here, you know, 6,400. Another guy, Davis Thomas Thompson, excuse me, 6,300. He played the Palmetto. Um, I'm, I'm guessing he's a corn fairy guy most of the time, but finished 35th, uh, at the Palmetto. Um, so yeah. yeah. And remember it's a birdie fest. This fits corn fairy guys very well. This right. is what they're they're bred to do. They're either going to trunk slam or they're going to go crazy. Yeah. Um, we've seen like Hughes and some other guys shoot 60s in opening rounds recently here. So having the fairy guys are, aren't the bad idea. Lipsky at 69 I think is interesting. Two straight made cuts in the corn fairy tour, then a T8 at Palmetto. Uh, he's 6,900 bucks. I like Lebiota. Uh, Bramlett's always a birdie machine, but he can be tilting. Um, Kadire, I've been playing him a Soshi Kadira. I've been playing him a ton lately. He's 6,500 bucks. He's still like a top 50 or 60 player in the world. And he's made three or four straight cuts. And he's finished very well of late. So Kadira at 65, I like. I had Luke Donald written down too. Um, there's actually a lot of interesting plays down here if you need to get frisky. I don't plan on coming down here too much. But I can see the argument in this field because it's, it's, it's a very good field, but it kind of the, the bottom like 7K into the 6 kind of spreads out really weird. So you, you can make some arguments for sure. Uh, recapping things real quick, Jesse. Who's your top play, ten k and above? I'll say Bryson. I'll go with the. Uh, that's a good play. I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with Reed for me. I just don't like the range at all. Nine k. Who's your top play? Harmon. Uh, that's eight k. Oh, <laughs> Paul Casey. Yeah, I'll go with Casey too. Eight uh, k. You got Harmon. Yeah. You want to pick a second one? I'll say Siwoo. Okay. Um, that's is that seven k or is he an eight k? He's an eight k. You're right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> In the 8K range, I will go with Harris English and Harmon as well. Uh, 75 to 79, who's your top play? I'm going to say Franny. I like it. It's ballsy. I'm going to go with Tringale. Um, 7K to 7,400. Go with two. Um, Steele and uh, Pat Perez. We'll go Ricky Fowler. And I like the Perez call. I'll go Ricky Fowler and I'll go Stugoat. August two goat sink. Who's your top six K guy? Hank Leviota. I'll go with Soshi Kadira at sixty five hundred bucks. All right. If you're building the cash game lineup this week, who's the three guys you starting out with? I think you gotta start with Paul Casey. Um mm-hmm. for sure. And that's not gonna be unpopular to do that, but uh I would put him in there. Um you know, Charlie Hoffman's probably pretty close. I, I don't know how well that's going to build out for you, but if you wanted somebody like lower, I, I think Steele this week makes the cut. So, yeah, I like Casey, uh, Casey English Poulter. That's how I'd start things out. Uh, if you're starting on a GPP, though, who are you starting out with? Uh, Bryson, um, you know, up top there, if you're wanting to 
because I, I do feel like the, the the a lot of people will think like we me and you right they're gonna be like Avoid the 10K. I don't want yeah I don't want to pay for that so I think Bryson's playable um, Kyle Stanley just because my my model absolutely loves him and then you know you could throw in a guy uh, like Pat Perez yeah I don't hate that I'll go with Casey like I said I'm gonna eat that chalk but then I'll go with uh, I'll go with Brian Harmon and I'll go with Ricky Fowler. Like, I'm looking forward to seeing Ricky Fowler's ownership because I rarely ever play this guy, so it's he's probably going to finish like 12 over par. It's going to be so much fun, but the talent's there. But all right, final thoughts on the Travelers. We have a Rocket Mortgage, then the John Deere, and then we go overseas. Coming up real soon, the last major of the year already. Yeah, man, it's it's, it's hard to believe. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, um, I don't have any final thoughts other than have fun, I guess. It's going to be a fun week. It's a, it's a good field. Next two weeks are going to be a little, little depleted, little depleted fields, and then we get the, the open. So uh, if you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter. Always press DFS. Come join us in the free fantasy Slack chat. we got guys that are in the Slack chat for baseball and basketball and stuff that all of a sudden found the, the golf one. They listen to the show, and one guy had like a top like 15 or 20 finish in a GPP last week. He's like, oh, it's great. So much fun. I'm like, yeah, golf, <laughs> golf's a fun DFS sport most of the time. But um, so come check us out there if you have any questions. Hit up Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. I'm at BDendrick, and we will be back with you guys next week. Good luck. Oh, baby,